0: Welcome to another episode of the Business Exchange, How Business Works, and this is brought to you by the American Business Council. The Business Exchange is a bi-weekly program where business executives and industry experts share insights on how business works. And also they share deep dive into the biggest stories in business and perhaps also give us some prediction um, at the end or before we end. So, today we will focus on the business development for S- MS- MSMEs, it's always a mouthful, and mid sized businesses. Uh, they often say that you know, uh, MSMEs are the bedrock for the development of, um, the, the, of, of countries and of nations. In Nigeria alone, uh, the Nigerian Bureau of Statistics um, showed that uh, small and medium scale enterprises in Nigeria uh, contribute about or have been contributing about 48% to the national GDP in the last five years. And then with a total number of about 17.4 million, they also account for 50% of industrial jobs and nearly 90% of the manufacturing sector in terms of a number of enterprises. So uh, they play a very critical role, but this really is something that we already know because we've heard a lot about MSMEs and value and all that. In spite of that, you know, we also know that they um, face um, a lot of challenges and and then we need to really uh, figure out if it's um, often um, the conversation around finance or if it really goes beyond that. So today's episode, uh, before we start, would ask that you follow us on at Council underscore ng on Instagram and on LinkedIn, American Business Council Nigeria. Please use the hashtag, hashtag, the ABC Business Exchange, to continue the conversation. Jo- joining the conversation with me today is Womo Diriai. Womo is uh, the country head of Dons and Brass Street, and I'm sure you would hear a lot more about uh, that organization. He is a very dynamic and sales um, oriented uh, and client service oriented uh, leader. With 15 years of cognitive experience in driving technology sales across different businesses and different uh, sectors, he has worked with several multinational companies, including IBM. Hi, Womo. Welcome to the show.
1: Hi, Margaret. Thank you very much, and good morning.
0: Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, Womo. So let's just run right into the meat of the conversation. Um, like I, I mentioned earlier, people often say that, you know, businesses in general, but specifically MSMEs in Nigeria, face a myriad of challenges and caused by the absence or in, insufficiency of enabling infrastructure, policies, and incentives. Of course, the most common of these appear to be the lack of uh, access to finance. Uh, this is uh, not to standing the several government-driven finance finance. Uh, initiatives through agencies like uh, the Bank of Industry, the Central Bank, et al, at all. Now, taking a look at this problem, does the issue truly lie in the lack of access to finance, or is there something else that we're missing, or these businesses are missing?
1: All right, Margaret, thank you very much for that intro, and uh, thank you for this question. So first of all, let me just try and lay the foundation. Um, so Don and Brass Streets, of course, were the leader of uh, business information and insights, data and analytics. We've been doing this now since 1841. Um, We have over the last, I don't know, 180 years, built a global database of over 400 million businesses. Now, what this does is it exposes businesses, whether small, medium sized businesses or large enterprises, to potentially new customers, to new partners, to new suppliers. So we have been trying to do that in Nigeria for a while and Africa at large. Now, coming back to your question, is it about financing? Um, I would say yes and no. Now, yes, in the sense that um, the financing, I think, is available. The question is, can these SMEs actually access this finance? And if they cannot access the finance, why can't they do that? Now, based on the work we've been doing in the last few years, we have realized that um, some issues of credibility, um, issues of governance, issues of integrity has hindered some of these SMEs from accessing finance. Um, I will just diverge a little bit. Uh, We have been working with uh, SMEDAN to build an SME database for some time. Uh, We've been trying to do that to also introduce some sort of SME rating. Now, the idea is to introduce some level of due diligence, some level of governance, some level of uh, professionalism in the way our SMEs are run. Now, when we're able to achieve that, it becomes slightly easier for SMEs to apply for financing or grants and actually get those approvals in place. World over, we have seen quite a number of uh, financial institutions require some sort of self self assessments of these SMEs before they give them those loans or grants. Now the question is, uh, would our SMEs pass that type of self assessment? So that is one one issue we need to address. And on the others on the other hand as well, I would say the financing that is being provided. Um, To some extent, I don't think it's enough. Um, I know the government has done quite a bit in um, trying to introduce financing, and uh, they've come up with lots of initiatives. But I think, again, it's not enough. Um, It's not about just making funds available. It's about making funds available to targeted sectors based on their capacity and capability that the SME has enough funding to grow. So if you bring a pool of 100 uh, SMEs, and you make available $10,000, for example, and you want to share that equally amongst them, it will not serve its purpose. Because at the end of the day, the needs and the requirements and expectation for each SME actually differs. So I think, um, coming back to your points, I think one of the main challenges for the SMEs accessing financing has to do more with them, um, trying to build some level of uh, professionalism introduce structures and processes in the day-to-day running of their businesses and of course governance Uh, because if a bank or a government agency wants to give a loan one they want to be sure that this loan or grant is going to be used for the purpose for which it was meant for and at the end of the day it will actually contribute positively to the society so I think those are some of the areas that we need to address from an SME standpoint.
0: Okay, that, that's that's fine. I mean, it's interesting to know that uh, to some extent the challenge is, um, as they say, it's not in um uh it's it's not in the stars but in in, in themselves. They probably need to do a bit more. I'm I'm curious to know how. Um, if you don't even know how to start or know how to self-assess yourself, how would you even begin? Um, you know, because you know it's something else when you don't even know. Um, what your your your, your issues? Are. How do you how do you learn to accept yourself as as, as an organization as, as an SME?
1: Yeah, so um, I think it's one of the things that we've been trying to do for some time, and I go back to the work we've been doing with SMEden. Um, so the whole idea, of course, SMEden basically manages SMEs in Nigeria. The whole idea is to work very closely with them and pull these SMEs into space where they will go through some level of due diligence or you guys say pre-qualification. And in doing so, we start introducing them to ways that will one, make them a bit more structured in our organization, and also potentially expose them to new new clients that they would ordinarily not be able to um, come across themselves. So we do have ways of helping these SMEs do such type of self-assessments. And we've started introducing some sort of webinars. And like I mentioned, we're currently building um, Africa's largest SME, you could say vendor database. Uh, We're doing that at the moment. Um, We have a few thousand SMEs that have already signed up and we go through some process of checks with them. And it will interest you to know that these SMEs automatically become part of our global ecosystem. And when we have um, organizations trying to identify SMEs in particular areas of expertise, we are able to actually provide this data to those organizations. So it also helped the SMEs to look for uh, potential partners without necessarily having to do that by themselves, but just being part of such a platform. So these are things that it will take time, but it's um, a process that we have already started. And um, we hope that, um, We will continue uh, positively in trying to work with these SMEs and bring them on board. There is a webinar that we are planning to have by the end of this month, um, bringing together, hopefully we get all of them on board, but I think we're sending out close to 2000 invites, um, SMEs, and we're gonna work very closely with them to ensure that they understand the value of uh, being seen as a credible entity being seen as a process-driven entity and having some sort of governance uh, that will enhance their overall productivity.
0: No, that that's really great. And uh, well, before I even share that, you know, there there is also that conversation that we're we're looking at having uh, a mix about. I mean, that is something we can always discuss offline, off uh at all at all. Um, so, uh, but what's okay, so it's one thing to have you know the a database of S- SMEs um, is another thing to have a database of the people who fund SMEs and that's really having the players in the ecosystem you know the mapping the stakeholders and having a data do we do we also have a plan to do that like those who typically fund SMEs different sectors you know because that would be a, that would be a great one and if it's not them I would just say that we'd be happy to work with Duns and brush straight on that <laughs>
1: <laughs> so I will I will try not to go into services okay. or solutions that we offer. But okay. part of what we try to achieve as well is um, for these SME organizations, right? Who are the ultimate owners of these organizations? To some extent, who fund them, right? Which parent or is there a parent company that they partner with or partnered with that is Nigerian-based or non-Nigerian-based? We try as much as possible to understand who they really are not just on paper or what they've submitted with uh, CAC. So we do a bit of due diligence. Um, It will interest you to know that um, with DNB in Nigeria, we receive somewhere in the neighborhood of 500 uh, queries on a monthly basis, if I'm not mistaken, from foreign entities trying to find out information about Nigerian businesses that they potentially want to partner with. Now, we are receiving these queries from all around the globe. And of course, one of the things they try to understand is, first of all, does this company really exist? Do they have the capacity and who really owns them? So in our database, we try to bring these linkages um, into into um, reality. So at the end of the day, so let's assume that the US um, embassy or the German embassy, or let's use the US embassy as an example, they actually want to get some data of uh, companies in a particular space and they want to know who are the ultimate owners of these businesses. Of course, it's key to know those things because you want to know that you're working with a company that may or may not be sanctioned or may or may not be um, involved in money laundering or any uh, criminal activity. So understanding who funds them, understanding the ultimate uh, ownership of these businesses is critical to the work that we do as well.
0: Okay, that's that's great. I mean, I have a couple, a lot of other questions to ask, uh, but uh, in in this area, but I, I I want us to just move forward. Uh, I'm sure there is so much we we, we can do to um, can really reconnect and talk about um, this this uh, this conversation, this specific part of the conversation that we're having. But let's go to something else completely, and that's uh, the EFCFTA. We all know that you know Africa officially started. Uh, or training uh, under this um, uh, since January 2021, and Nigeria has since signed and ratified. Uh, not kicking and screaming, so you don't quote me. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so, um, so, what are your thoughts on the capacity of uh, businesses in Nigeria uh, to trade effectively under this agreement?
1: Well, I think I think some some sectors or some businesses, in some sectors are uh, ready and they have the capacity. And I think for for the majority of uh, Nigerian businesses, and I, I don't think this is peculiar to Nigeria, I think the entire um, continent, but I think it will take time before we start enjoying the benefits of this agreement. Um, but if I use a simple example, if you take a Dangote, Dangote is already there, right? Because he has a... Um, Fertilizer plants or cement um, um, manufacturing plants in different countries in Africa. So, this is only going to help him, you know, build, uh, break down some of those barriers and bottlenecks that he had been facing in the past. So, some industries in some sectors, like I say, already um, are doing this. I think another sector that um, would find it slightly easier to um, benefit from is the Startups, the tech. Um, we see PayStack, they've launched in South Africa, and Flutterwave already has uh, clients and provide services across the continent. So, tech companies, I think, would adopt and adapt to this quite easily. Uh, but we grasp the readiness. Uh, there's a lot of um, sensitization that needs to go on, um, there's a lot of training and capacity building that we need to um infused into our msmes and like i mentioned earlier we need to not just talk to them about the benefits but help them and coach them in actually being a structured and process-driven organization because now they're going to be competing with organizations that may be able to be structured in different parts of africa i think one other aspect that we need to focus as well is not just from a capacity point of view But the ability to compete, because you might have the capacity to go into a market, but can you actually compete with other potential um, providers of the same services coming from different countries? Um, Like you mentioned, no kicking and screaming immediately. I think our SMS and MSMEs should not just jump, but spend time doing a bit of research trying to understand the markets they want to go into, trying to understand who plays in that market, what is their acceptability uh, or the reputation of Nigerian businesses in those markets, because we need to understand how different markets operate. It's very, very critical to the success or the overall success of um, enjoying the benefits of um, this uh, agreement. And of course, even if you talk about funding, because that is also going to be a critical part, I think I read recently that um, afrec is providing some sort of guarantee, uh, financial support for companies who want to invest abroad. And again, it's not just getting access to those funds, but will you eventually become successful looking at the competitive landscape, looking at the acceptability of your service or your product in that market? So these are things that must be taken into account before going into certain markets. Um, Currently, there's a market study that uh, DMB is carrying out on behalf of a certain country. And this is a very wealthy country. But in coming into Nigeria, they actually invested first in understanding the products and services that are available in Nigeria, the type of companies that are playing in that space, and whether or not products and services offered from their country will be accepted. And then they also plan to have a matchmaking event next year. Now, the idea is to bring the Nigerian businesses and businesses from that country into a single room and basically share ideas and potentially sign partnerships. Now, I think that's a smart approach. I think that's a smart way to penetrate. So you would argue that companies um, from those entities or from those countries already have the capacity. But again, it's not just having the capacity, it's also your approach and uh, you go to market strategy. Uh, these are things that um, hopefully as time goes on, like you mentioned uh, with ABC, I think there's a lot of work we can do to help our SMS, uh, MS, oh, like you said, mouthful, MSMEs in building their capacity in understanding the markets that they are looking to enter and um, also finding the right type of strategy in entering those markets. But I think there's a lot of work that needs to be done.
0: Yeah, completely agree. And uh, you know, I, I like the fact that you mentioned that it's not just about capacity to go into the market. Capacity is great, or you but issues around you know competitiveness uh, because you're you're running into a market that you're not you know you may not necessarily have monopoly, and so um, how are you able to run that? And then obviously um, running uh, research. On, on, you know, what is there to access, what kinds of vagaries uh, of the business environment exist that can impact negatively or can be a driver for growth. So, so you know, looking at what um, DMB um, does, what kinds of solutions do you, do you have uh, or have you developed to help these organizations? I know you've talked about them in different ways, but to help them grow uh, exponentially, um, not just in Nigeria but as we can see, uh, as they're making inroad uh, through this, um, you know, the opening up of, of the continent into one big, large, happy continent, what uh, country, sorry, uh, what uh, are the opportunities uh, and solutions that uh, DMB can Uh, uh
1: Well, um, we've actually, we actually have an array of solutions um, that uh, we can offer. I think one of it I just mentioned is the research and advisory service type of solutions where we actually do and carry out market studies. So one of our plans is to, of course, work with some of these organizations like uh, MAN, Manufacturing Association of Nigeria, work closely with NASIMA and some of these organizations that actually help SMEs to grow. So as an entity, we can look for ways to um, uh, provide some sort of market study in particular areas and give outputs on insights in those markets that they eventually can share with their, with their members. So that's uh, one aspect, of course, our research and advisory services and consultants and business that we can um, offer to the markets. Um, I think one starting point would be a vendor solution, which of course I can mention is the SME database that we're building. Um, it will help a lot with uh, SMEs or MSMEs come on that platform, Um, automatically they become part of a global um, business directory. So when companies across the globe or across the continents are looking for potential partners, looking for potential suppliers, or looking for potential customers, they can actually find them from that database. So our vendor solution is one of the solutions. Uh, We talked about, of course, self-assessment. We have a solution called Business Rating Report. So it's basically uh, a self-assessment of a company. Basically, they invite DMB into their books. We do a financial analysis of the business. We do a capacity and capability assessment of the business. We do all types of um, risk analysis, and we give them a rating. Now, that rating basically does a couple of things. One of it is it tells if, of course, let's assume it's uh, one to five and five, being the the least of it. So you get a one, that means the business is stable. You have over the last maybe year or two managed the business um, equitably. So one, if you're applying for a loan with such a rating, the chances of getting a loan increases. If you're bidding for a project, also the chance of winning that project increases because the company or the financial institution understands that this particular business is run properly. Um, on the flip side, it also helps the SM, SME to know where they need to strengthen. So let's say the rating is low. Now the question is, why is the rating low? You know, which areas do they need to work on? So that's another area that they can they can actually now start working on to improve. So our business rating report is one solution that we have um, for the market. Then of course, we also have the uh, business information report. Now, this plays two ways. So we have an SME in Nigeria who wants to go into Kenya, but they know little or nothing about the Kenyan markets, or maybe they know something about the market, but now they don't know much about the particular client or customer or partner they want to work with. So in that situation, they can approach us and we can actually help them do some due diligence a background check on that business and give them a business information report. That report basically contains um, financial information and risk rating of that business. So again, if they want to go into some partnership that it probably requires extending some form of credit to that business based on the risk rating, they know how much credit they can extend and they know for how long. There's also the aspect of it that comes into the payment index. So what is the payment pattern of that business, right? Do they pay their vendors on time? Do they pay their, their staff? when uh when due do they pay their customers on time it helps to understand their payment pattern and to know that whatever agreements you're planning to go into with them you have enough information to decide the best uh, terms and conditions and the business information report as well um is not just used to identify potential uh customers or for credit reasons it also like i mentioned for long-term partnerships um Another solution we have is the Hoovers. So Hoovers is basically a leads a sales and marketing solution. So we already have companies in Nigeria that reach out to us and they say they want to have leads for businesses in a particular field or in a particular market. And we can pull out the thousand contacts, uh, business contact with phone numbers, email addresses and, um, and um, job titles. And they can actually then start approaching these companies. The interesting thing about it is the leads that you're getting from DMB, without a doubt, use no question about whether this company is real or exists or doesn't exist because we've already done due diligence of the company. So it's only just you know picking up your phone or sending an email or probably even flying down there and meet the company and start engaging in business. You don't need to stress yourself about any much due diligence work. And uh, lastly, I'd like to talk about our DRS, which is the Don's Registered Seal. I think there's one thing that we highlighted with the MSMEs. How many of our MSMEs are online? How many of them have some online presence? A lot of them still use a Gmail um, account as a business account. Um, That does not in any way give confidence or does not show any sense of credibility. So what we try to do is first of all, encourage SMS to build some online presence, at least have a website, um, have an email address that has your company name com, not just a Gmail, and then subscribe to the Don's registered seal. Now, the Don's registered seal, like it says, is a seal that is on the company website and also on their email. Now, when a company sends out an email, so you send out a cold email soliciting for uh, business or meeting or a client. The client actually sees a QR code that they can click on that code and the code will take them to the business profile of this entity. So at a glance, they see that the reputable company like Dun & Brass has actually profiled this entity and they are not worried that this is a spam or this could be, you know, 419. So they are confident that this is a reputable company that actually has gone through a DMB process and they can actually respond and deal with them. And similarly, the seal does the same thing when you go to a company website, because when you see the seal, then you're sure, of course, that this is the right um, uh, website.
0: Absolutely, so, so so, this is really great. Uh, it just tells us that, you know, beyond um, issues around access to fund, uh, funds, uh, there, are, there are critical concerns, you know, other than a mixed bag, a mixed grill that, that uh, uh, MSMEs must look at. And and even just beyond capacity, you, you need to look at um, the clear focus around credibility, which comes with you know confidence to to be able to um, to to say, okay, fine, I'm happy to work with these of uh, this MSME. So people um, who are in this space really need to listen and know that you know this is really where the issues are and they should begin to um, resolve that. Uh, thank you so much Womo uh, and uh, as always there is this uh, ringing bell somewhere saying that we've come to the end of the show we are really running against time I would really like to thank you um, for um, joining us today and you, it's, it's a great pleasure to have you um, here today uh, so, so I would ask our listening um, the audience to follow us on uh, our Apple Podcasts SoundCloud, Spotify and all our social media platforms such as the abc ABC council underscore nigeria uh, ng and uh, instagram and also on our linkedin american business council nigeria and so um see you next episode same time tuesday the 28th of september thank you for listening